What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 207th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, SBJ. And with me today, I have Travis. I can't believe that when you were live tweeting the Nintendo Direct, you were just throwing so much shade at Fire Emblem and no one cared. Like, I, I can't I can't say, like, a, a thing that's bad about a Nintendo product without just, like, the legions descending on me. And yet you're, like, putting, you're putting, like... Uh, emoticons in to show how dissatisfied you are and you're like all sarcastic and no one cares well, how, how do you do it <laughs> I it could have been I had the advantage of people like so focused on the Nintendo Direct that they were like uh, <laughs> it's fine. I, I'm gonna say something in a second but the news is coming in too fast <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed uh, live tweeting the usually I do my personal account but most of the time, they, sh- they show these Nintendo Directs. I'm at work, and my bosses follow me on my personal account, so <laughs> I get to kill two birds with one stone. I get to entertain the world and still live tweet about uh, Pokemon stuff. And <laughs> with Travis today, I have the ever-so-cunning Will. Why am I cunning? I don't know. That's, what does that even mean? I'll tell you what. I'm the biggest fan of Metroid Federation Force you ever met. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Metroid cool. Federation point. I don't even know what a Metroid is. It, it I just wanted like to say that because I know it's inflammatory. Jellyfish. Right? I, I know that's going to make people mad that I said I love Federation Force. I mean, it looks like a, almost like a Metroid, or not a Metroid. It looks like a Metroid game. <laughs> um, There's a reason for that, Steve. I was going to say, it kind of looks like Monster Hunter where you're supposed to get with other people and like shoot things together. I don't know. I think I think people are angry about it because there hasn't been a Metroid game in a long time, and then when one gets announced, it it's like looks more like a spinoff game. Yeah, it's not Samus. I don't know too much about it. It could be good. I'm not. I haven't played many of the newer Metroids. Like Super Metroid, obviously, is a fantastic game. But I know a lot of people like the Metroid Prime trilogy, but I haven't played any of those. I feel like. There was a an interview with Reggie or someone who said that people are complaining about Metroid Federation right now, but no one has played it. And the same thing happened to Wind Waker when it came mm-hmm. out. Like there was this huge like we don't want this Zelda game, and now like Wind Waker, mm-hmm. Wind Waker is like the best Zelda game. I thought there was like a petition to ask them to stop making Federation. <laughs> yeah, there was. It was dumb. <laughs> Why are people so dumb? It was real dumb. <laughs> oh. Uh, do you want do you want to talk about the Nintendo Direct real quick? Was there anything that stood out to any of you guys that you oh, wanted to touch on? I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I watched the whole thing, and it was right at five o'clock, so it was like right when work was over, and I was just kind of sitting there with my arms crossed the whole time, saying, "When are you going to show me something I want to see?" And then they showed me something I wanted to see for like two seconds, and then it was a bunch of stuff I didn't want to see. So what was what would you want to see? Was it the Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Super pumped for that. Because because everybody was thinking that they weren't going to bring crossover because they only bring every other Monster Hunter game. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're bringing Monster Hunter cross. We're just changing the name to Generations. And there you go. I, from my understanding, Monster Hunter 4U has done really good in the in the States. Obviously, Monster Hunter does amazingly well in Japan. 
I was excited to see the uh, the solitaire horse racing jockey game is coming over. Now, I saw your excitement on that, and I could not comprehend it because that game looks like hot garbage. Oh, I, well, it's like a four or it's like a three or four year old game because when they, they announced that, I think after Black and White, because it's a game made by Game Freak. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember because they, they like were like mysterious about, oh, we have a new game coming out and it's like horses and cards. And everybody was like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be good. I'm just saying that if it's like a 10 or $15 downloadable game, I have all the interest to try it. I will say that Tembo the Elephant, that other Game Freak game that came out this past summer, was real bad. I didn't like it at all. Well, you can breed horses, horses in this game. So, that, yeah, you can breed horses. You can play. Could solitaire. you breed elephants in the elephant game? No, no. Well, you that, could eat. There's, there's your problem. If you collected like a hundred peanuts, it would give you a jar of peanut butter, which I think was just a free life. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you never even got that far. I thought I thought it was weird that they didn't really touch on anything for Zelda besides. Uh, Hyrule Warriors and whatever else they showed, but it was Zelda's 30th anniversary like a week ago, and they didn't even. They were like, "Oh well, no big deal." They did. Um, they said that Twilight Princess HD was coming out, right? They reminded yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. they were getting that, but they didn't say anything about Zelda Wii U at all, zero percent. Right. So that means it's probably not even coming out this year. <laughs> I'm sure the rumors are that it's going to pull. The GameCube Wii situation where it's going to be on the Wii U, but then it's also going to be on the new NX at the same time. Yeah, and they'll just release it for both versions. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, it gets people, like, a Zelda game sells new consoles. And especially if you don't have a Wii U, what are you going to buy? You're going to buy the newer one. Yeah, are you going to get an NX when it comes out? Yeah, because I don't like money in my bank account. No, money's no good in the bank as a... (laughs) Wise man once told me multiple, yeah. multiple times over and over again. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited for whatever they release. Speaking of being excited, let's jump into some Pokemon news. Actually, there's nothing really to be excited about. I got three tiny news articles. Oh, I got a news article. All right, all right. Well, the first one I have is the 2016 International Challenge March Wi-Fi Tournament announced. Yes, this you is bumped. recent news. This is all participants will receive 2,000 Pokemiles. Players can register. Oh, registration is... Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. No, we're good. not not over yet. Yeah, registration starts March 17th through March 24th. I was thinking, like, March was already over. Tournament will be run on... I haven't finished my tax return, so it better not be (laughs) over. Tournament will run on March 25th. On 27th, 50,000 spots available. Uh, Players may use... Only players may only use the following legendary Pokemon Mewtwo, Lugia, Ho Oh, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Diaga, Palkia, Giratina, Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyrium, Xerneas, Evita, and Zygarde. Uh, players may not use pretty much any Pokemon you get for free, any legendary you get, Mew, Celebi, Jirachi. Pretty much if it's coming out this month for if it's coming out this year for free as a download, can't use it. Yeah, I uh. There was also the, the is it called the Canto Classic? That's new. Canto Classic, yep. It's going on right now. Oh, it's going on right now. Dang. Yes. I, I really did want to participate in that. Well, you needed to register like last week and 
play in it now. So, hmm. Yeah, that's a bummer. I actually thought these two were flipped. I thought uh, the International Challenge was taking place at the beginning of March and the Canto was at the end. What's the rule set of the Canto Classic? Uh, you can only use the first 150 Pokemon, uh, oh, no okay. held items, single battles. Um, Mewtwo oh, and wow. Mew are banned. That's it. Uh, I don't think Mewtwo is banned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I did, I did read about it. It says you can use the first 151 Pokemon except for Mew and Mewtwo. I would uh, assume if Mewtwo wasn't banned, everyone would have Mewtwo. So right. what, was your, what was your team going to be? What was my team going to be? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I was, I was probably thinking like Electrode. For sure, because why not? Because I is Electro the fastest Pokemon in Gen One? I think yes. he is. Why not? That Pokemon isn't even in Gen One. Uh, Electrode, and then probably Primate, because we talked about how Primate was probably the best yeah. fighting Pokemon. You gotta have Primate been there. Yeah, and then I was probably thinking Blast Blastoise, because I can't think of a better water Pokemon like Gyarados. Yeah, he's all right. He gets by. No, I was going to do like a, a Shell Smash Cloister, or no, I'm sorry, a Skill Link Cloister um, with some entry hazards that it could set up, uh, Soft Boil, Clefable, Dragonite, Extreme Speed. Oh, um, Dragonite is real good. Yeah, but you got to watch out for those fairies. I was going to say Ice Beams. I feel like Ice Beam was like every Pokemon in Gen 1 could learn Ice Beam. Yeah, oh, well... How many of the original 151 were retconned into having a fairy type? Any? Uh, three. Okay, Ms. which ones Ms. are those? Uh, Mr. Mime, Clefable, oh. and Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Right. Well, five. Wiggly, Wigglytuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's using Jigglypuff competitively. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you got that sing. With what, 35% accuracy? I don't know. It's more than 35, isn't it? I thought it was really low. I thought Sing was super low compared to other. Well, it's been nerfed over time. It's so. 55. Oh, okay. Much higher than I thought. It's better than a coin flip. Wow. I was also going to have Primeape and... I was thinking Gengar. Like, I feel like Gengar has to be... Nah. Without Mega Evolution, Gengar is just like... <laughs> Gengar's good for doubles, right? But not for singles so much. I think he's okay. He's pretty fast. I don't know anything about competitive Pokemon battling, but I think he may be fast, but he's just not powerful. Right. So, and then I guess some kind of bird or Pidgeot would probably be nah bird of choice. Hero. Nah. Nah. Either way, it's all hypothetical since neither one of us entered the Kanto classic. (laughs) Perfect. Represent this community. Right. Uh, Pokemon the series XYZ Volume 1 now available in iTunes and on Amazon. The first volume of the 19th season of Pokemon anime is available. Uh, each episode will cost $2.99 HD, $1.99 standard. The season pass for all HD episodes is $21.99. That's XYZ? XYZ. Uh, I guess so you get them after they come out on TV. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think a day or two after. How many ep- how many episodes will that be for that twenty something dollars? It's it's usually just like eleven or twelve episodes because mm. Pokemon does this weird thing where they like they do a run of like ten or eleven or twelve and they take like a two or three week break and then come back. Yeah, right. although I tell you the, these episodes have been really good. This is what did oh, they yeah? move? They moved to Netflix the X and Y anime, right? Just X and Y. 
Uh, that I don't know. That confuses me because some is on Hulu, some is on X or Netflix, <laughs> some is on Sony Channel, some is on Amazon Prime. And you got the ultraviolet digital copy. <laughs> Uh, final bit of news here is Pokemon Bank to distribute hidden ability legendary golems. That's right. Your Graveler can finally evolve. No, I'm just kidding. The official Pokemon website announced that the legendary golems Regirock, Regice, Registeel, and their hidden abilities uh, will be available to the, all those who access Pokemon Bank between March 4th and October 31st. You have quite a while to uh, activate your Pokemon Bank. To receive these Pokemon, players have to link Pokemon XY or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire after accessing Bank. Each one of the Golem's hidden ability will be provided to the Pokemon Bank account. Regirock will have Sturdy, Regice will have Ice Body, and Registeel will have Light Metal. I've never heard of that ability. Light Metal has the weight of a Pokemon. Oh, okay. Is that beneficial competitively? No. no. I mean... There's... Grass Knot is a used. Right, so. but I mean, what's what's his normal ability? <laughs> Who knows? Let's we're, see. we're never allowed to use him, so... Just steal clear body. So, I mean, neither ability is fantastic, but I think you're more likely to get benefit out of clear body from something like Intimidate than you are to get benefit. Then, someone is, then is someone going to use Grass Knot on a steel type, so... No, no, that would be foolish, wouldn't it? Um, what did the, what was the uh, Reg Low Ice kick. one? Low uh, kick, Ice Body, Low Kick. True, I guess. I guess it would help for Low Kick, but I, I still feel like Clear Body is gonna help you more. I think Reggie Rock is the best one with Sturdy. Yeah. Uh, and Although you could get a, you could put together a tight hail team with uh, Reg Ice and Ice Body. <laughs> hail what is it? awesome. What does Ice Body do? Gives you uh, it, health back during hail, right? You got it. One sixteenth of your match, max HP. That's a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Regirock knows explosion, ice punch, stone hedge, and hammer arm. Reggie ice knows thunderbolt, amnesia, ice beam, and hail. Like, go figure. And Reggie steel knows iron head, rock slide, gravity, and iron defense. And you cannot soft reset for natures and IVs. Right, because really. it goes right to your yeah. Pokemon bank and gets... Delivered. Oh, so you're just stuck with it? Yep. yep. Dang. It's pretty cool, though, to get... I didn't have these legendaries. Um, and then, of course, before I forget, uh, connect to the Nintendo Wi-Fi to get your Celebi this month. Oh, I still haven't done that. You know what's, what's, what's funny is I, I, I got a Mew from my friend Vinny. He sent me a Mew code because I wasn't able to go to a GameStop and find a Mew code. And right away, I got my Celebi, and I actually played like seconds of pokemon this past weekend because mostly because i was organizing my bank i already had a mew and a celebi i have a level 100 mew i'm not sure what where i got them from because the the mew from last month is a level five and then i already had a, a celebi and i can't remember where i got that either well i'm not gonna tell you i, I mean you didn't give it to me like all the pokemon I are certainly did not <laughs> so i was just like oh i already have these pokemon but now i have two of each which is it's whatever I just have a box of legendary Pokemon, so I don't know which ones I'm missing. But I didn't have I didn't have the golems, so that was cool. All Can right, we, we were talking about how Registeel, no Regir, well, yeah, it was Registeel that had gravity. Yeah. Can we just? I mean, if 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 you don't want to, we don't have to. But can we talk about just how weird of a move gravity is? Yeah. What was it? 
Can you can you explain what it does for our listeners? All right, sit back because it's gonna take a while. <laughs> Perfect. First, gravity causes Pokemon that would normally be immune to ground type to no longer be immune to ground type through either right. flying type or levitation. Yeah, or it, it negates levitate. flying and it negates levitate. Then it also makes those Pokemon vulnerable to uh, spikes and toxic spikes. Oh, and arena trap too. And then it also makes steel type. Wait, is this true? Apparently, it also makes steel type Pokemon no longer immune to toxic spikes. Or nope, no, no, no. Never mind. Scratch that. Steel types are still immune to toxic spikes. But then this is where it gets weird. So gravity also cancels and prevents moves that cause the user to become airborne, uh, which include bounce, fly, splash jump kick high jump kick and magnet rise and then lastly it also decreases the evasion of all pokemon in battle by two stages which nobody even realizes or understands what evasion is it's basically just the opposite of accuracy accuracy if you lower if you lower (laughs) your opponent's evasion your the essentially the accurate your accuracy goes up so you can you could theoretically put together a gravity team that's sort of based around entry hazards and moves that normally wouldn't be able to high powered moves that have low accuracy. Maybe I missed it, but does gravity apply to the Pokemon you're versing and then goes away when they switch out, or does gravity apply to like the arena like rain dance? It's the second thing. It applies to the field for five turns. Dang, that's really cool. Yeah, it is a wild move with just a bunch of strange effects. Huh. So you could have moves that are like 95% accurate, accurate, like rock slide, and then with gravity on the field, those moves become 100% for both Pokemon, both you and your opponent? Correct, just... but why stop there? Because the accuracy difference is actually a lot more dramatic than that. From So it lowers the evasion to three-fifths and according to this article i'm reading that means that because i'm not going to do the math uh that (laughs) that moves with at least 60 percent accuracy are 100 percent accurate so blizzard's always going to hit thunder is always going to hit zap cannon is almost always going to hit so wait how is evasion calculated that nabbit i don't know i mean it's i think it's just normally a an ability it's not like a, it's not like a stat that the pokemon has so it's normally just at 100 percent. and then if you increase your evasion then you're effectively yeah, decreasing so it's, it's the nothing accuracy you can, it's nothing you can train for or anything so right Ugh, that's annoying isn't that and the fact that gravity affects it is just wild to me because that doesn't make sense the other things make sense like and are sort of cool like if you use gravity when your opponent is flying, the move gets canceled and they're brought back down to the ground. That's just kind of cool. But then also this weird thing about evasion being re- reduced is kind of wild. And also that that glitch in Gen 5 uh, with Sky Drop was ridiculous too because it was supposed to do the same thing that like Fly does where you use gravity and then it doesn't work. But with Sky Drop, it, it makes it so that the pokemon so you have a pokemon that uses sky drop then you have another pokemon that uses gravity and it brings down the pokemon who is using sky drop but then forgets to make it vulnerable again 
so, so just like how fly you're invulnerable when you're in the air Same no 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 up. no it got you got stuck you never came down is that oh right right that's yeah, right. yeah. you sky drop on an enemy and they go flying up and then you use gravity and then they never come down you've got it right yeah I was <laughs> sounds, wrong. Like, sounds like the best possible pokemon battle <laughs> well that's why that's why sky drop was banned from right. competition there is your competitive analysis of the week people I know you've been asking for it. Gravity. You could theoretically make a pretty cool, pretty cool gravity team, probably based on doubles or triples, where you have one gravity user and then you just pummel with Blizzard and Thunder. It's like all of the accuracy benefits of rain and hail and that sort of thing, with the exception of solar beam or no solar beams, just a turn. Solar beams are not accuracy. Yeah, uh, it's it's almost like you can benefit from all moves with like 60 or 70 percent accuracy where if somebody's building a normal team they're like well i'll probably take ice beam over blizzard just for the consistency right unfortunately you can't have an item make it last more than five turns though like you can have damp rock or what have you for old damp rock all right we should stop talking about pokemon what are we doing <laughs> well xerneas can learn gravity so in a xerneas groudon team you may want to Oh, Xerneas isn't banned for Worlds? No, no, it's not. No, it's not in 2016, no. Yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon. All right. Should we move into Pokemon 20th? Because we didn't really do that last week with the the news that broke. Didn't we? No, no. Let's not talk about Pokemon 20. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we talked about Pokemon Sun and Moon, and then we talked about, you know, that was really it. We... We talked about the initial on that six-minute Nintendo video, Nintendo Direct, and then that day was also Pokemon 20. So we didn't really touch on like what that actually means to us as it being one one year away from being legal age to drink in the United States. Not that. Huh. that. <laughs> but I guess so. Uh, on the 20th anniversary, which was February 28th, 27th. Uh, 27th yeah 27th we got a like an eight hour twitch twitch stream of from nintendo of just people youtubers playing pokemon games they went through pokemon tcg online and they went through pokemon rumble blast rumble blast world whichever one they played i think some original red coliseum Pokin, they went through a lot of games. And then after that, the more exciting thing, I think, is they showed 24 hours of the Pokemon anime that became this, like, live tweeting, live event thing that lasted a weird time. It started at, like, 6 p.m. Central Time and went to the next day. So some of the good movies weren't shown until, like, 3 or 4 a.m. Central Time that I missed out on. When the real party starts. Yeah, I missed the Dark Cry movie because it was shown at like 4 a.m. That movie's sweet. But what was funny is like I I knew it was starting and I saw some people in the Slack community going, oh, like I'm watching, you know, Mewtwo. Was it Mewtwo? Pokemon, the first movie. And I was like, yeah. Mewtwo Strikes Back. Mewtwo Strikes Back. And he never struck to begin with. But... I was like, I've seen this movie. I don't want to see this movie. It's not a good movie. And then we've gone over this. It is a good movie when it's the extended version that doesn't. <laughs> it's not. It's not dumbed down by the theatrical cut. <laughs> and we don't, then, want, we don't want the version of the movie where we have Harrison Ford's narration, where he's like, 
I don't know why he spared my life that day. <laughs> uh, Only Pokemon. real diehard movie buffs get that reference. Number four will shock you. Oh, Pokemon Lord. movies. What I've learned from Travis is they're all about the cold open. Did I teach you that term or something? Yeah, yeah. We talked about it like 10 podcasts ago when you said cold open. I was like, the heck is a cold open? That should be the cold open of this. You should be like, what the heck is a cold open? I guess that's not even our theme song anymore. But And then so I think the live tweeting, at least on my part, really started with the second movie, Pokemon the Movie 2000, elegantly named. And I was like, oh, man, that movie's all so bad, but the slow king... <laughs> is really good like the slow king has a lot of good one-liners and then i kind of checked out for a while and then i came back and people were watching the celebi movie and somebody tweeted the twitch link and i clicked on it without thinking and then all of a sudden like three hours later i've been watching pokemon movies because <laughs> I, I mean could... they were really good they got me sucked in yeah it got me sucked in and it's just like the the live tweeting and then i came in at the end of the celebi movie and i was like man this movie is so, like, the Celebi movie is one of the worst. It is not. And it is it is easily one of the worst. And I just couldn't stop watching it. It is so good. Because all the Celebis from throughout time, and you're like, is this just one Celebi, like, from different points in time coming back and multiplying itself? Or is it multiple Celebis coming in, in, in together and I then think, the little dried out onion i think what sa- sours me on that movie is the cold open i think when they're like capturing celebi and like the the bad guys are just really aggressive and it's it's just the animation's not strong i think it's a big turnoff no there are only two turnoffs in that movie one this fictitious pokeball that turns pokemon evil for when it's used <laughs> And number two, right. the fact that all Celebi ever says is, Bee! Bee! <laughs> you are a time-traveling Pokemon. You can say more than bee. Maybe it's yeah. like an I am Groot situation where in saying bee, it's actually saying a multitude of things, but our human ears are not. Can't handle it. Yeah, well, we can't. We can't hear the... Are the ones that were listening to that horrible movie. I mean, a great movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> so a lot of people don't red-handed so you have you have a couple worlds in the pokemon you have the the pokemon games uh where all the snobs will let you know that red is red and not ash and then you have the pokemon anime with ash and everything and then you have the pokemon movies and a lot of people don't think the pokemon movies are related to the tv shows but they definitely are and I don't Incorrect. know. Correct. No, no way. There are they. They the movies matter in the anime storyline, and there's a huge Bulbapedia article about it that <laughs> Snorlax Monster was more than happy to tweet to me. But I I don't know. I guess for the longest time I also was like, well, the Pokemon movies don't matter, but they they do. And I think the biggest thing that matters, especially in the Celebi movie, is the little kid throughout the movie is actually Professor Oak at the end. Spoilers. Oh, my fault for spoiling, like, a 20-year-old movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a movie about time travel, so it's not really 20 years old. It's it's timeless, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, that matters in the anime, because Professor Oak has seen some stuff. Let me tell you. Uh, the next movie that came on that I watched from start to finish, Pokemon, what is it called? Lucario and the... 
Oh, that Lucario and the this is weird. That's what, that's what, what I say. Called? The subtitle is. Come on, Will, help me out. What's it called? The mystery of, of Mew. Lucario and the mystery of Mew. I believe. Yeah, you're right. You're you're correct. Man, does that movie open real bad, really bad? I yep. feel like Lucario was designed for a certain set of people, especially after seeing him move and talk. It made I already dislike Lucario a lot, and after watching that movie, I disliked him more. Made for oh, furries, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but also so certainly, certainly furry pandering. However. Also, so wildly accessible that like fifty percent of the people that play Pokemon will say that Lucario is their favorite Pokemon. Right? Yeah, fifty, not as high as fifty. So there's this thing called hyperbole. <laughs> I like to use it all of the time. Twenty-seven no, percent. I would. I. I'm. It just look. People love dogs, and Lucario is obviously a dog. Mm-hmm. But the. The fact that he got the, like, almost close to the mainstream popularity of Charizard just shocks me. I mean, it's, it's cool if you like Lucario. I mean, you can say that. I don't think it is. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Slide into my mentions. He's just such a weird Pokemon. And I will say Lucario the Mystery of Mew, a pretty bad movie. The last... Yeah. 20 minutes is actually kind of good uh especially once okay so once the reggies show up and they make the weirdest freaking beeps oh my gosh it is so cool the sounds they make yeah it's like, pretty rad reggie steel reggie ice they're cool too oh my god they're cool like the beeps yeah. they make are just fantastic it sounds Isn't like something weird where they make do, do they beep like seven times because they have like seven dots on them or something? Yeah, and they're like they're all so different too. Like their beeps, like when when you hear it for the first time, you're like, what the heck? And then like when you hear it later, you know that like, oh, this is Reggie Steels or like they're very yeah. distinctive, and they should be in the game. I don't know what kind of like cries they have, but they need to take the beeps from Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. They need to move them to the game because there are some sweet beeps. They're kind of terrifying, but very awesome. Anyways, at the end of the movie, Lucario, like, dies. Spoiler. And then also Ash is, like, reincarnated Lucario or something. I can't remember. <laughs> I feel, Ash dies a lot in the movies. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a movie unless Ash died. And, well, he and, doesn't die. It's There's some, like, old person who looks exactly like Lucario dies, and it, but he's actually Ash or something or he's like ash's ancestor yeah 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 yep i feel like i talk about this movie every week because i i can never remember if it's a dream or not well, <laughs> no, i feel like no, if it's... i don't talk about it i can't tell if it's real <laughs> as i said to steve previously um this says more about you than it says about the movie <laughs> <laughs> you guys have anything you want to touch on for the i also went to i'm just gonna cut you off i also went to toys r us i got my poster I bought a Mudkip plush. I bought the 20th anniversary Pikachu plush. It was fine. There was a line. Everyone got posters. Everyone got cards. It was Toys R Us. What do you expect? Overpriced toys everywhere. Yeah, I only got the cards. I didn't buy anything. And then I gave the cards away to a little kid. That's but nice of you. Was the kid excited? Uh, well, he is um, like 
sick so i bought him a get well card and then i put the cards in it as like a little present so he'd feel better i so i didn't see him i just gave it to his dad Uh, that's really nice that is very nice oh wait i'm ruining my reputation (laughs) (laughs) i'm supposed to be evil and heartless And here I am giving away Peanuts Get Well cards with Pokemon cards inside of them to small No, 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 children. you don't get it. This is where this is where the fans who already love you just become completely enamored because you got Ugh. that like you got that like Snape appeal. It's like, is he gonna be good? Is he gonna be bad? We don't know. Is he gonna help help a kid? Or is he gonna, or is he gonna tell now? Steve that like he dreams about Lucario or something? No, oh, no, I do not. But I spent my Pokemon day with uh, Joe and Jin, and we had uh, we played some Pokemon VGC and some Pokemon TCG and some Vanguard, <laughs> of course. So that that was nice, right? Because Pokemon brings people together. And I spent my day with other Pokemon fans. Connecting, I believe, was one of the words they used. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, then, how was your Pokemon 20? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't do anything cool like you did. I don't even know there were like promotions that were happening. <laughs> All right. Oh, the other thing I did is I went to my old Pokemon League. I went with Vinny and Kid, and, which was the, su- the following Sunday, Pokemon Leagues every Sunday morning. And I played some Pokemon TCG. And I enjoyed it, and I was like, yep, this is still a very expensive, time-consuming game that I don't really have any more interest in, but uh, I remembered pretty much most of the rules of the TCG. I played two rounds with some decks, and yeah, it was fun. Got a free... uh, Because we attended, we got three free booster packs of like emerging powers or something really like a really no. bad set i was gonna say emerging powers is way old it is yeah it was way old it was like the set where the best card was like terrakion and i opened it up and i got like a bear tick and a levani and i was like yep these are garbage cards <laughs> emerging powers had the mewtwo ex Did i'm pretty, it? I'm pretty I don't sure think so i think mewtwo ex came the set after and then they tinned them because i don't think emerging powers had Remember, Emerging Powers had Cabalion. I know that. It might have had Terrakion. I didn't. Hold on. Uh, I can look it, this up. Oh, Next it, Destinies was Mewtwo. Yeah, yeah. It That's had right. Catcher. That was the that was the best card. I think was Catcher in Emerging Powers. Mm. Anyways, are you, are you still looking that up, Will? No, I looked up Next Destinies. All right, all right. Yeah, it had Catcher and Terrakion. I think. I mean, I'm not going to look up what cards were in Emerging Powers. <laughs> that that thing was garbage. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. So, what do you want? Do you guys want to take a break, or do you want to just get some thoughts on Sun and Moon real quick? Marathon it. Let's do it. All right. I don't need a break. Uh, Will, let's start with you because you weren't here last week. Well, I'm very excited. I mean, I'm I'm a little disappointed because I think that uh, I was. It's it's looking like I'm not right, and it's not going to be a Germany based region. I'm not going to cave and say it's going to be a Spain based region, but I'm just saying it's probably. Spain not germany um although a lot of people are saying brazil for some reason i think that's more like wishful thinking than based on any sense of reality huh i see hawaii a lot well that's not gonna happen yeah i I mean if if it was gonna be hawaii all they'd show is golf courses so that's that's that but uh i I do have some commentary on what you and uh, allegra were saying where you guys were like 
oh, they're only letting you move the Gen 1 Pokemon into Sun and Moon because it's a money grab. And Oh, you know, sure, just say Steve and Allegra. It's not like I was on that episode or anything. But, sure. but Travis, great. Awesome. Uh, great. Sir, Travis, sir, you were not making that argument. Oh, okay. You did I, not say to, that they were only me. doing it as a money grab. I asked right. if they me, okay. thought it was a money grab. My argument, let me lay this out there, is the reason they're doing only Sun and Moon is because there is going to be a building that will handle everything, and you have to go to that building. Well, let me let me give you a dose of reality. Um, <laughs> You're going to red pill, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I think Nintendo is very uh, reticent to send out updates and upgrades to uh, patch fixes to any of their games unless there's a seriously egregious unless it's Splatoon that needs like to get that fixed. one time if no. you saved in the major city of a game um, yes exactly <laughs> like broke. if you save in Lumios and it completely freezes your game and destroys it they will send a patch for that but otherwise they don't do patches after a game is released so they're not going to patch Pokemon Bank to make it so that the Gen 1 Pokemon get the additional stats that they need. They're not going to patch Auras. Well, They're not going to patch X and Y. Those games are already out. Well, well no, they, they clearly can, are. They clear if they are using Pokemon Bank to transfer it. So they are using Pokemon Bank as a storage mechanism. But if you remember, there's something to move the Pokemon from black and white called Pokemon Transporter. They will come out with a Pokemon Transporter to move your Pokemon up from the Gen One games. And then they will program in functionality into Sun and Moon that will actually do the transformation of the stats and everything so that they don't have to touch any of the other games. Period. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I was never against that. I was, I was just reaching for a, like opinions and thoughts. I'm still under the impression that there will be like a Pokemon lab or a Pokemon facility of sort that you will go to to accept those Pokemon from Pokemon Bank, and it will determine gender, IVs, EVs, ability. It will fill it will fill in the blanks that are missing from Gen 1 to Gen 7. Yeah, it'll probably be similar to what they did in Black and White and Black and White 2, where you have to go through the core story of the game before you get access to that area that will probably open up access to Pokemon Bank and any other service that allows for importing of external Pokemon to bring back that wonder of completing the regional Pokedex that was kind of lost in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Not that I didn't have fun playing the entire game with a Volcarona, but still. (laughs) Is there, there's no way to take Pokemon from yellow, red, and blue into bank right now, correct? Correct. So maybe that stuff is done in a different app and not in... Yeah, uh, like a Pokemon transporter. Right, yeah. I'm just technically, so there has to be something assigned to the Pokemon to restrict it from going into X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Because if the transporter app handles all that, why does Pokemon Bank care if you can't just drag and drop into X and Y? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Here, let's, let's Occam's Razor this. Uh, the transporter app will access the data files for the Gen 1 games to get the Pokemon information out and put it into Pokemon Bank. Pokemon Bank is a storage application. That's all it is. It does nothing besides store your Pokemon on a server in a logical way. The actual conversion will occur in Sun and Moon. So it 
So you're saying that the Pokemon Transporter will send it to bank, but those Pokemon will be useless until they touch Sun and Moon and then go back to bank. Correct. Okay. Because I was just thinking, what if Transporter just went to directly to Sun and Moon and then back to bank, but they already said that it would go to bank first? Yeah. Wait, so, something has to handle the stats. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm seeing yeah, sort of a, pro- programming in Pokemon Sun and Moon will handle the stats. There'll be something programmed into that because that is the the least amount of custom programming that will have to be done. I'm, I'm just saying if the transporter is taking my Pikachu from Pokemon Yellow and putting it into Bank first, that Pikachu probably has to be grayed out or have an X over it or something because what's stopping me from dragging? the Pikachu from the bank box into my Pokemon Omega Ruby box. Uh, the same thing that is keeping my uh, Pikachu with the performance costumes in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire mm-hmm. from moving up into Pokemon Bank. He ain't gray. He ain't got no red bot l- Whoa, lines does it, over Does him. it say anything? Like, what does it do? You have a Pokemon that can't move into bank. Oh, that's all it says? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was unfamiliar. I never did Guess that. which one. <laughs> I'm assuming the Pikachu with the costume. Can we and remember remember that long time ago when we took the diversion to talk about gravity and how cool that was? Remember, remember those days? Yeah, I do. Do you want to take another weird diversion into Pokemon for a while? Sure. So we've been talking about how there's a conversion that needs to happen between Gen 1 Pokemon to Gen 7. And gender and abilities are the most obvious of those. You also mentioned that EVs and IVs did come later, and they did. They came in Gen 3. Do you know how unwield, unwieldy or unwieldy? I think every time I try to use that word, I ask the person I'm about to talk to which one it is. <laughs> I never remember. Un- unwieldy. You, you, don't Do, we- you don't wield a sword. You wield it. True. Do you realize how unwieldy the original stat EXP system was? I I never paid attention to it because I wasn't because I was a child when those games came out. <laughs> but instead of the system we have now, where each Pokemon is assigned a number of EVs to give out when it's defeated, in Gens one and two, the base stats of the Pokemon you defeat are converted into essentially EVs, they're converted into stat EXP. So the the example that Bulbapedia gives is Mew. So Mew has 100 base stats all the way down the line and all the and all the stats, 100, 100 HP, 100 attack, 100 special attack, etc. So all of those 100s are converted into stat EXP and then given to the Pokemon that gets experience from it. And then at level 100, the way to calculate how that stat EXP converts into actual stats of a Pokemon is you take the square root of the stat EXP and then divide the result by four. What's ridiculous about this is that because there's no Pokemon that has zero attack, for example, you can't really even EV train without getting useless dump stats put it like if you wanted just a purely special attacking pokemon you're gonna end up with some attack stat exp because there's no Mm. pokemon that exists with zero attack so i I don't remember this and i haven't gotten far enough through pokemon red yet to find out for myself but is there any 
character NPC in the game that tells you um, that what what the stats are for your Pokemon, or do you just kind of no. have to like calculate it from looking at the numbers to show up on the screen? And Gens one and two, I don't yeah. think so at all. I don't think so. I also, mean, like, as I'm reading more, as I'm reading more, I think there might not actually be in the same way that so in third generation onward, you would have a total of five hundred. 16 is that the total whatever 252 times 2 plus 4 is um that's the total evs you can have and then as you keep defeating pokemon you no longer get effort values uh, it looks like there is not that cap in gens 1 and 2 so it wouldn't really matter that you're investing steady xp into a dump stat after all um, but i'll keep reading and see if i find anything I mean, like that so critical Some... hit is based off of just your speed so yeah. like pidgeot is more likely to get critical hits than any other pokemon in the game um, or whatever's faster than it is so golbat faster well, electrode is the or electrode is fast <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes um so something you said just gave me a horrible realization i was kind of holding out that sun and moon were still going to be interoperative with xy and Aorus, but now i've had the realization that the Pokemon are going to get converted into Sun and Moon Pokemon, which will have whatever changes to how they're going to calculate IVs, EVs, stats, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they will not be transportable into X and Y or Auras. Yeah, right. they'll, they'll restrict from going back because it's a new generation. Wow! And once you move your X Y Auras Pokemon in there, there you, you'll never get them back. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what that's what we're saying. It's a cash grab. They need you to get that Pokemon <laughs> Sun and Moon money. No, no. But I was I was just hoping that it wasn't going to be a, a, like a gen like a full Gen Seven that way. Um, and also, I another thing that I forgot about was a lot of people are like, how come they don't do the third game anymore in the series? How come they don't do uh, you know? How come there's not going to be a Pokemon Z? And you know, the realization I've had is I know so many people who will just very adamantly and clearly say, I played Pokemon X, I played Pokemon Omega Ruby. Why would I buy another game that's pretty much just the same story and the same land trout out over again? I'll just wait until they come out with the next version. I think right? that's the problem with Black and White for me. Black and White 2, I mean. Well, so, you know, if if people are going to say that, and even more people are actively not going to spend money. Why make the game? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, they, they don't owe anybody anybody except their shareholders and whom they have to make money for. And if it's, it's been proven that the third game in the series does not make as much money as the original games in the series, they're going to stop making third games in the th series. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it, it it's that argument is the same problem that people have when they're they're trying to look at patterns in pokemon's history i mean you look at black where an x and y came out people were like well that's dumb what happened to all the colors people were like red blue black and white and it was like well diamond and pearl aren't colors sure they are they're gems and emerald rubies like those are gems too and so, like, people are holding on to, like, patterns that don't really, like, that have been broken from time to time. Even Gen 1 essentially had two, third, had a third and a fourth version if you lived in Japan because, 
what we had was essentially already their third version in, in red and blue. Their blue version was the third version, and then yellow came out on top of that. Um, and Will, I, I, I hadn't really thought of it. I would, I was still, until the Sun and Moon announcement, still probably expecting some sort of third version to be tacked on to X and Y. And, I, and the example of Black 2 and White 2, I think, is really important here because that's a game where they kind of did make a whole new game it just used the same assets so it wasn't as costly for them to make but the story was continued the route at which you go through the game is vastly changed there's a lot of changes i wonder if that was done as a way to say all right let's see if this third version thing still has legs if we sort of throw all we have at it and make it as close to a new game as we can without actually devoting all of that development time to making a new system. And I don't know, maybe it didn't sell as, as well as they would want it, would have wanted it to, but maybe that was their, I mean, I their think test to see if that idea still had legs. I think black and white two are the, the third version. They just split it in half to, right. That, that's what I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that that was their, their sort of last ditch effort to see if this, marketing strategy of having a third version still works because as a third version goes black two and white two had the most changes out of any previous third version i w- i wonder if there are two teams working at game freak because if you look at x and y and omega ruby alpha sapphire they're obviously on the same engine and you know omega ruby Alpha Sapphire Remix, of course. But the dramatic difference in menu system and features and stuff being added and stuff being taken away just makes it seem like, how as a team have you progressed in X and Y and then go to you know, your next version of the game and regress? And I get that it's a remake, but... Not only did you take away a bunch of stuff from X and Y, you added a bunch of new stuff like deck snap, which is really good. And like, why isn't that in X and Y? Like, did that was that really like a? Oh, it took us like a whole another year to figure out. And so, with Sun and Moon, it, it, I hope that we push forward again because if you look at like Crystal, that's when we got a female character, and then they took that away and then gave it back to us later. I think did they, they take a, no they didn't take it i think you could still play as a no you could definitely play as a as a girl in gold and silver no gold and silver was there, there was no girl or sorry not gold and silver sorry in uh in ruby and sapphire did they take away but, girls in emerald i feel like they took took it away at one point fire red and leaf green fire red and leaf green they yeah they took it away that's what i'm thinking which again makes no sense because it's literally just a sprite like nothing yeah. else has to be changed it's just a sprite that moves in the center of the screen anyways i'm, I'm losing my train of thought so no well, it's, no it's i mean it it does sort of act as evidence to your argument that there might there might be two pretty separate teams at game freak that aren't necessarily in full communication with each other on determining which elements are going to be in which titles it's just like we're we're now getting Sun and Moon two years later, and then Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. What's crazy is when you when you watch the Pokemon 20th anniversary, 
they consider the last game X and Y. And they only focus on red and blue, gold and silver, ruby and sapphire, diamond and pearl, black and white, X and Y. And so when you look at that, you're only looking at really six main games. They, they're they ignoring heart gold, soul, silver. They're ignoring black and white too. Like they're ignoring all those games. And when you look at now seven main games with uh, sun and moon, that's only seven games out of 20 years, mm-hmm. which is actually, I, I've, I've been Pokemon fatigued. I think black and white was like the height of my Pokemon fatigue where black and white too, where I was like, I just don't want to do this again. I don't want to, this world, I, I'm done with it. But if, if you just skip and you go from X and Y, or if you go from black and white to X and Y, that was three years. And from red and blue to gold and silver, that was three years. And I think there was four years between some of them. But we, we haven't really had a new Pokemon area franchise in almost three years now. And so that's a big time. And it, it was almost like a every time Pokemon does an announcement, we're just like, oh, of course, that's it. And a lot of people were like, well, we're not we're getting Pokemon Z. We're getting we're getting something else. And it's like, well, it's been so long since a new series. Of course, we're getting Gen 7. It's been almost three years and we didn't get a Pokemon game at all last year. So it's exciting to get a new region, new Pokemon, obviously, new Megas. And yeah, new I, Mega is the new meta. I, I don't I don't see why we would ever go back to Z or a third version of a game like this makes the most sense when you lay it all out. I think so. <laughs> I think we all agree. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I I think I think my wish list is really simple. I want my customizable trainer back. Yeah, that was a, a shame that it wasn't in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I don't care about being accurate to the original if that's really the concern if if it means taking yeah. away a really important feature. I want, I, want, I want my customizable trainer back so that when I merge with my Pokemon, it will take on features oh no. of my customization. Dude, <laughs> Stop. You, say, you say that now, you grow now, but when it is happening, you are going to be so happy. No, I don't think it's going to happen. We've already talked no, about no, no, furries too me, much in this Steve, show. Steve, I have watched the intro to Pokemon X, Y, and Z enough times repeatedly to get a pretty strong feeling that that ash is merging with greninja <laughs> i i i don't think that's happening and we can talk about that after the break but let's let's take a break and uh we'll we'll touch on that before we get to what else we have for the show so we'll be right back Lucario's for everyone. So I don't know how much I am able to talk about this, but I have been playing Pokin. Are you in the witness protection program or something? 
I've been playing Pokin Tournament all weekend. Uh, I got an what? I got an early copy from Nintendo. So thank you to Nintendo. If you're listening to this, I am sorry that I don't know what I can and cannot say. The the non disclosure agreement says I'm not allowed to talk about the final boss at all. Doesn't matter. I'm not even close to getting to the final boss. Uh, and I'm allowed to stream 30 minutes of content on Twitch. Um, and so uh, I hope to do that soon. But uh, this brings up the Pokemon transforming Greninja thing in Ash, which kind of exists in Pokemon Tournament a little bit in like the just like the intro scene and stuff where you see like the trainer kind of overlays on Lucario for a second when uh, he's versing Shadow Mewtwo in the opening sequence. But why I, I believe that Pokemon are not going the Digimon Series 4 route of people turning into Digimon is that I think that sticks to the platform it's on. So, for example, the anime is going to stay the anime that's going to stay Ash and his weird journey of Greninja melding powers. And I think if you look at Pokemon Tournament, I... I'm under the impression now that Shadow Mewtwo is just for Pokemon Tournament, just like Dark Lugia was for Pokemon Coliseum. Pokemon We've seen, XD, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gale of Darkness. Um, sorry. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> and I think that's okay. I think that we we've seen it in the past where weird things happen in Pokemon, but it stays in that small universe that it existed in. So that's have... that's my argument for why hopefully in gen 7 we're not getting trainers turning into pokemon but yeah i highly doubt they would have made the whole rigmarole of unveiling the ashes greninja thing if it were just going to be an anime only and there's they're putting it in everything it's in picross even i mean the the anime does very well on its own sure but but the the entire point of the synergy between the anime and the game series is that if you're a fan of one, you start participating with the other. That if you play the games, you start watching the show and then they get ad revenue. Or if you watch the show, then you get the game. And I think that if they had planned at some point of having just Ashes Greninja just be in the anime, some marketing person was like, would be furious that that it wouldn't be in the game and they would and i and i don't even mean to say that this is proof that 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 sort of trainer melding is definitely going to happen in the next games it's certainly plausible as we talked about before but at least ash's greninja i think or a greninja like that is going to appear in in the main series because there's no way they would invest all that like time making a different form of a pokemon and not have it be in the game. Someone someone who's in charge of some executive would be furious that it that that, that isn't cross promoted. I th- I think it's it's easy to take a single Pokemon and assign it so closely to Ash and make it sell just based on that. You look at obviously Pikachu, you look at Charizard, you look at I'm like drawing a blank, but if you Mijimoro if you stick <laughs> if you stick a Greninja on a shelf at Toys R Us, it probably wouldn't sell as good as if you stick a Greninja that says Ash's Greninja on a shelf at Toys R Us. 
Right, but don't you think if they're going to do that, they would also do some sort of Wi-Fi distribution where you get Ashes Greninja and it has like a different ability than normal or something? That, that it, it seems like at least they would do that. Yeah, yeah. Because the example of of like Shadow Mewtwo and Shadow Lugia in the two previously mentioned games is that those are not that different from they're just spooky versions of their originals whereas ashes greninja is so hyper specific that it seems strange that it would only be for that one thing yeah i wouldn't be surprised if ashes greninja was a pokemon in sun and moon yeah 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 but i wouldn't imagine that down the line i could transform my playable character into like a gold duck and hope that like this is the pokemon i get to transform into i just look at like cosplay pikachu and that is something that is stuck in X and Y. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. There's no cosplay in X and Y. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You tells how much I played Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So cosplay Pikachu is just stuck in that generation. It ain't leaving and it, it nothing else is coming in. So I would I would hope and that Greninja is specific Ash's Greninja is specific for this situation of Yeah. Will we stick Ash's name on this Greninja? We give Greninja a Pallet Town hat and we call it a day. Yeah, I think I think that's that's fair. I mean, like I said last week, I hope I certainly hope they don't include that mechanic. I think it's weird, but I think, but yeah, I, I just I didn't realize that you were just saying that you don't think it would be a full mechanic, and not that you didn't think that Ash's Greninja would be appear in the games at all. Well, you also, guys will be real sad when you're wrong. So there you go. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask you if Pokemon Tournament is good? Uh, Are you allowed I, to say that, or is that a non-disclosure agreement? Thing? Probably can't say that because that would be that would be like a review, and I'm not allowed to publish any review content until March 16th. But I can definitely answer questions about it. Is it a video game? Yes, is on it, the Wii U specifically. Is it oh, fun? Uh, that, oh, the, that sounds like a review. <laughs> Fun, not fun. Uh, is fine. it a video game that you can play with other people? It is yes. So yeah. I've 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 played about three hours so far. Um, I think I can. Well, let me see what I can talk about. And if I don't get a review copy in the future of a game, we know why. Well, I have another question for you. Okay, is it a video game that you can play while I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV, doing ridiculous fetch quests? Yes. Ah, uh, right. you All can right. play. <laughs> You can play the entire game strictly on the gamepad. The gamepad, like many Wii U games, doesn't do anything particular. Special. It doesn't special. do anything special. Yeah, it doesn't do anything at all. It just reproduces the TV screen. Now, additional qu- now, tell me if this is breaking your non-disclosure agreement. Does Gengar have spooky moves? Uh, Gengar does have spooky moves. If if you watch the Twitch stream on the 20th anniversary, Gengar was played a lot by Jay Wits and some other people. I've noticed now that they weren't performing a lot of the moves that Gengar could do. Interesting. And let me preface that it's very easy to do moves. I would say that Pokin Tournament is closer to Smash Brothers in moveset interesting but obviously it's a fighting game like soul caliber or tech tekken so what you're saying is i might actually be able to play this game and not yes be embarrassed that i can't remember any (laughs) button combination 
So, yeah, I'm going to. So there, if you go on YouTube right now, there are other people with review copies that you're allowed to play. You're allowed to stream 30 minutes of gameplay. So there, there are move sets out there. There, are, there are other things out there. Uh, a combo that Weavile has, and I think Weavile is my favorite so far. And I know I'm a big Chandelure lover, and I'll, 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 I'll touch on that in a second. But Weavile, literally one of Weavile's combos, if you go into the move list, is smash Y as fast as you can. <laughs> and it does do some cool stuff. It does a lot of, like, slashes and night slashes and scratches in a row. Like, it does look like you're actually doing something impressive. But that actually, that doesn't translate to other Pokemon. Like, if I smash Y on Blaziken, it doesn't do, it, it does a Y move, but it doesn't combo anything. Yeah. So, like, the most extensive combos I've seen are, like, down Y, Y. Huh. So that's what I mean when it's, it's like Smash Brothers in types of moves. Like, there's not a lot you have to learn. That uh, makes me excited. There is a paper scissors rock i said that wrong in the wrong order purposely i think that's how they say it in europe or something weird. <laughs> uh, maybe in britain they say it that way but there's uh there's grabs and grabs will break blocking and then there's counters and counters will break grabs i think wow that's just like the wwe superstars game yes it is yes it is so if like somebody's blocking Obviously, you want to grab. If somebody's hitting you over and over with like a YYYYY combo, you want to counter and break out of it. So yeah, there's stuff like that. Uh, there, you, I, I feel like you get your your super. I forget what it's called. Um, I just been calling it super, but you get your like mega evolution or like Weavile doesn't have a mega. He just gets like ice all over him. Uh, you get that pretty fast, and some Pokemon get it faster than other like. Pikachu Libre can pretty much get it every time in a round. Chandelure is considered a heavy, so he's actually one of the slower Pokemon. He's like as slow as like Charizard and Garchomp, and he's almost like he is in the game. He's like a glass cannon. Like his moves can hit very hard, but he doesn't have that much health compared to like Garchomp and Charizard. So it's it's hard to play him. Um, and Weavile is also more fragile like chandelier but weavile's like his benefit is speed so he's just super fast um and that's why i like him but at this point i've played all the pokemon and they're all pretty different i would say like suicune and chandelier have a lot of similar moves they have a lot of beams they can shoot and a lot of like range attacks that are almost identical but that's just getting like specific now any other questions yeah, does Nintendo realize that you have other people that you record with who could also benefit from playing this game with Look, you? I don't, I don't even have a Wii U. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I do. I got all the systems. Uh, I will let them know in the future when I ask for another review copy of something. Yes, call up. Hey, Nintendo, Will Anderson, he, he, he exists. Hmm. Yeah, the, the cool thing, though, that I thought was... So when you create a character, it is basic. You can pick skin color, you can pick boy or girl, and you can pick like a little like catchphrase that think of Pokemon Colise- Pokemon Battle Revolution where you can like pick a little catchphrase when you go into battle. I think most Pokemon games have this. So it's like, I'm ready to battle or 
pleased to meet you or whatever you wanted to say. I'll there's, take them all on. <laughs> yeah, there's like 30 or something you can choose from. And I was like, well, this is disappointing. But as you play, you unlock like different hair and different hair color and like different glasses and different outfits. And every time you battle, you earn money. And so you can randomly unlock like a hairstyle or you can just go in and if you have enough money, like I can finally buy black hair, which fits my hair instead of like the blonde default that it starts with. So as you go, you can customize your character more. And then as you're playing, you also get like titles. So when you first start your, I think your title is newbie pokin trainer. And then I got something like if you beat five people in a row, you get unbeatable. So now I could have unbeatable under my name, except I will never have that because it just looks like I'm like a stuck up pretentious player. So why would I ever have unbeatable tag? But yeah, you you unlock more stuff, and I haven't done online yet or anything, but I did play locally with my friend Miguel, who was over, and uh, I will say, if you like to mash buttons really fast, uh, you have a good chance of winning, um, which Miguel loved to do. He loved to smash the controller as fast as he can, and I couldn't get a move in. Uh, as oh, maybe, I've been there before. Maybe me just poor playing or like trying to properly combo, but... Uh, he got a couple one up on me. Um, I will say that I didn't feel a frame rate shift from 60 to 30 playing. I was stuck in the Wii U gamepad. He was on the TV using a Wii U Pro controller. It felt just as smooth as me playing solo. So you just said something that made me kind of sad because they actually took out the whole where you would have a little phrase that you would pass to your opponent when you were doing a battle. They no, haven't had. No. Oh, not, you not mean in the game? And, not. In, I mean, I mean in real Pokemon. <laughs> not. Not all this imaginary Pokemon garbage. Real Pokemon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I. I. Uh, we talked about the obviously thirty, thirty frame rate compared to sixty is a huge difference in like an Evo situation, but as for locally locally playing on my couch, like I didn't feel crippled in any way. I didn't feel like frames were missing, and I know frames are missing. Like, I let me preference is I'm never going to go to an Evo type situation. Never say never. Not with that attitude. Uh, I have, I'm, I'm the type of person who plays a fighting game, really no interest in memorizing moves or looking at the, the move list. But as I play, I try to reproduce moves I've done to see if I could do it again, and then I, I, I do what I've done. By just, you know, trying different combos. Obviously, up X, down X, left X, up Y, down Y. Like, you can kind of learn most combos on your on your own because going back to it's almost like a Smash Brother type of thing. Yeah, I, I was in, extremely impressed on how the local two, one versus one worked. And I guess I'll leave it at that. I would be curious what, like, a Street Fighter level player would think of it in terms of like counting frames and stuff like that. Not that that matters for me. I would just be curious just to know. But yeah, I I played on my couch with my friend for about an hour and a half, 2 hours and it was it was really fun. It was way more fun than just versing a computer over and over because that is pretty boring. Yeah, are you waiting for one of us to have something because we <laughs> haven't played this game. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> oh. I will be getting this game. I will be bringing this game to Midwest Gaming Classic. I will say that. 
I was asked specifically if my room will have Pokin Tournament, and I can confirm it will. Probably have to somehow get another Wii U and another copy of Pokin, but whatever. Just, just get one and then give it to me when you're done. All right, I will. <laughs> Mail it your way. Speaking of things coming up, uh, we will be at C2, oh, I will be at C2E2 on March 20th. I believe my panel is at 11 a.m. Sunday, March 20th, C2E2. I think a Sunday pass might be $35 for the day. A weekend pass, maybe 50 or 60. I'm not entirely sure. But if you are in the Chicago area, March 20th, 11 a.m., I will be there. And then following three weeks later, on April 8th, 9th, and 10th is the Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, We will be there as well with a room with Pokemon tournaments, probably Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium 2, all the classics. Just those three classics. Not putting out uh, Puzzle League? Uh, I think I only have enough TVs for two 64s, and I think Snap and Stadium 2 does better than Puzzle League. Not Pokemon Pinball? Pokemon Pinball will be there. Okay. That machine still works, even though it was <laughs> dropped off like a three-foot table. That's solid craftsmanship is what that is. That's some Aaron Spriggs quality right there. <laughs> How did it fall? Uh, it was on a... So, the for our listeners that don't know, I built a custom Pokemon pinball cabinet. It's pretty much a GameCube that runs Pokemon pinball with, like, uh, paddles and buttons and stuff. And this huge wooden cabinet. And in order to play properly, it needs to be at the right height, so... I got a table, and then I put those like little bed risers under the legs of the table, so it would bring it to the right height, so you could hit the paddles. Because if it's too high or too low, it's just it's just very awkward to play. So the table, so the the machine is pretty deep, and the table is one of those like longer banquet tables. So I had to the whole cabinet didn't fit on the table. It like it. Over it like leaned off the table just by like two inches, and so I brought the cabinet more forward, so the front of the cabinet was just off the table like two inches, uh, because the the weight is in the back of the cabinet, and it was, this was at the Battle City, the Pokemon Art Show, and so you know I'm just talking with people, you know, people coming in and out selling shirts or whatever, and these little kids who are much small like. The cabinet height is adult height, right? These like little like six or seven year olds can barely reach the cabinet and they, they shouldn't because they're not that tall. It's not meant for them. And like they're they're like trying to pull themselves up onto the cabinet. And remember the cabinet's just off the front of the table, like two inches. So they have Oh, danger zone. So they have something to grab on. That's some it, Kenny Logan stuff. And they they can't get it and so so they kind of jump up. I think I actually think one of them was lifting the other one up. And, the and kid, their parents were where? They, I have no clue where their parents were. I'm pretty sure because I remember the dad running over after it fell. So ultimately what happens is the cabinet rocks back and forth because it's on these mattress risers. And, you know, this has been up for like two days and there hasn't been an issue. And it gets rocked back and it falls backwards and slams on the ground and the back panel flies off because the back panel's magnetic and the GameCube rolls out. Um, <laughs> and for the you know, for the most part, it like 
it's some quality Aaron Spriggs craftsmanship. Like it didn't break. <laughs> so you know, only I, true ISD fans will get that joke. I, I run over. You know, I ask the kids if they're like I. I see it happening in the background. Like they're probably twenty feet. Like this is a big hall. Like where Travis was at six or Battle City. Like it was a big venue. Yeah. And I run over and like I I help the kids up. They fine. It fell backwards. If it fell forward, they would have been probably squished and killed. <laughs> it fell backwards. I picked them up. They were okay. And then like several seconds later, the dad comes over. Like he's on the other side of the hall. And I was like, he was like, is everything fine? I was like, yep, everything's fine. Kids are okay. He's he was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I was like, it, it's fine. It's built like a tank. No, it's no big deal. And it was cool. And then, like, he got up and he left and he was like, maybe you shouldn't have it set up like that. And I was like, okay, good to know. Maybe you should keep an eye on your little Breejacks. <laughs> yeah, that's to, what I, to I use mean. use a Pokemon term. I probably would have said maybe you should keep an eye on your kids. But, like, it, it was done. It was fine. Like, whatever. There's no point in getting in an argument where everyone's having a good time. Like, yeah, there's a huge dent in the back of the cabinet now, but it's just, it's just wood. Like, I could go and refill it in with wood, and, like, one of the magnets broke on the inside. I could I haven't gone out to get a new magnet. Like, the back's still closed. It's not that big of a deal. It was just funny that, like, the dad was so concerned about first his kids, which he should be, then the cabinet, which was like, okay, like, my kids probably just broke a 300 the cabinet cost me $300 to build, by the way. A $300 cabinet. And then going to, well, just to let you know, this was your fault. Okay, Dad. Cool. That sounds like a parent to me, which is why <laughs> no one should be a parent. It's like the range of emotions see, from... See, you're this... You're, you're this... Severus Snape character, you know, what? one minute you're helping Stop. sick children, and the next you're like, no, kids are awful. Well, Get rid you know of what? Children. If people would stop having children, there wouldn't be any sick children. Think about that for a minute, because that's so logical, your brain can't grasp it. That's <laughs> how so logic works. There will be no hurt children, no children with broken heads, if there oh, are no children at all. I don't know how we went from Pokin to oh Midwest. Never mind. So uh, I will. I'm gonna try to actually. I don't have a situation to stream Pokin tournament. I will probably come up with a situation to stream Pokin for the 30 minutes I'm allowed. I will probably let the Slack community decide which date they want that. You should. For, you should make it a 30 minute um, interlude during Dungeons and Dragonites. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, so. We should settle uh, instead of actually having a having a battle in Dungeons and Dragonites and and do, and resolving the battle the normal way. You should just play Pokemon tournament to see if we win or lose. <laughs> Perfect. So two things: uh, the Slack community. If you want to join it, it is Patreon.com/slash It's Super Effective. A dollar a month will get you into the Slack community. And like I said, I'll probably have the Slack community decide which night I stream Pokin, if I can do so. But a really cool community, really active. And what what's the popular channel right now, Will? Uh, TCGs, of course, because we talk about Vanguard all the time. All right, the TCG channel is apparently popular. Um, I'm on there. Travis is on there. Will's on there. Obviously, if you have any questions for me or something, I, you can totally reach me on Slack. It's not that big of a deal. That's why Slack exists. So if you want to support the show, Patreon, and then. 
the other wheel here is if hopefully you guys enjoyed the Dungeon Dragon episode that I uploaded to the It's Superfective feed. Uh, that episode was actually edited, even though I said it wasn't. I cut out a lot of silences and some rumbles and stuff, and just because I wanted to make sure that it, if you, if you guys were on the fence, you at least had something enjoyable to listen to. By the time this podcast is up, hopefully, well, this podcast will be up by midnight tonight. We're recording this on March sixth. Uh, if you're interested, we are going to stream again on March seventh at seven p.m. Central Time on Twitch, Dungeons and Dragons episode two. Dungeons and, and Dragon Knights. Sorry, Dungeons and Dragon. I got the. You know what's funny is I we we came up with the name Dungeons and Dragon Knights, and we were all sold on Dungeons and Dragon Knights, but I didn't actually Google if somebody else was using Dungeons and Dragon Knights. Oh really? I made the biggest one of the biggest mistakes of naming something was not googling it, and I did Google it, and there was a couple forums of people with like hey i made this dungeons and dragons game with pokemon i called it dungeons and dragon knights and it was all from like 2010 2009 and oh, nothing back in the heyday of dungeons and dragons yeah and, and nothing else really since has come up so obviously no one can i i don't believe no one could trademark or copyright dungeons and dragon knights because i would uh, assume that dungeons and dragon knights as a company dungeons and dragons would get mad and i would assume that pokemon would get mad so it's just a name. It's no big deal. Whatever. It is what it is. But uh, Dungeon- tomorrow, Dungeons and Dragonites episode two. This time, we'll actually play the game. <laughs> no. So March 7th, 7 p.m. on Twitch. Uh, we will be uploading all of them to YouTube as well. The first one's on YouTube. We will be switching to a Tuesday-only schedule on March 15th, March 22nd, March 29th. You know how Tuesdays work. So March 15th will be the first Tuesday. Then it will stay on Tuesdays for the remainder of eternity. I actually don't know how, how many episodes will be. But if you, if you like that, there is a now a separate feed in iTunes. Just search in iTunes PKMN cast and you'll see both It's Super Effective and you'll see the Dungeons and Dragonites uh, feed. If you liked it so far, if you enjoy it, please leave a review just so... That can bump us up in iTunes. What was really, really cool, and I can't thank you guys enough, the listeners, is not only was uh, it super effective in the top, like, 25 in iTunes yesterday when I checked, but Dungeons and Dragonites was in the top 200. I think it was 154 when I checked. So, two podcasts in the top 200 games and hobbies uh, in iTunes. So, uh, games and hobbies is everything listed in games and hobbies. That's car talk. That's knitting. That's... Dungeons and Dragons, that's board games, that's video games, that's everything in games and hobbies. Normally, I just look at just video games, because games and hobbies is broken into video games, hobbies, other games, and some other thing. But normally, we're like top 20 video games. We were 25 out of everything, uh, and so was Dungeons and Dragonites. So clearly, you guys have found the feed and have been listening to it, but leaving a review, very helpful. This sounds like the end of the show, but it's not. We're going to just do two or three emails just because we're running long. We'll just do two or three short emails, and then we'll do Pokemon of the Week, and then we'll wrap up. So insert email music here. And if you care to email your questions, sbj at pkmncast.com or pokemonpodcast.com slash contact, you know the routine. First message here is from Rodney L. Whatever happened to the name Purple Version? Also, Will isn't 50? Question mark. What? What? Well, you just had a birthday. 
that was my news item that you totally didn't let me give. Uh, well, here, I, I saved it for the emails. International Pokemon enthusiast recent, Will Anderson recently turned 43. 43, not 50. 43. Oh. Will, you have the same birthday as my dad. He actually turned 50. Well, maybe that's why Rodney's confused. <laughs> <laughs> Except my name is not Steve. Nope. Nope. Uh, what have what ever happened to the name Purple Version? Purple Version was before, really. I settled on a name. So if you guys remember the original artwork, it was like it was like the red and blue artwork, except it had Gengar on instead of Charizard or Blastoise, and it had a purple background because Gengar is purple. So instead of saying Red Version or Blue Version, it said Purple Version. But when I was naming the show, and Pokemon Podcasts actually kind of still suffers from this problem. We own PokemonPodcast.com, obviously, because if you Google Pokemon Podcasts, we're going to be the first thing that shows up. I was thinking quickly back then. And so when I submitted the show to iTunes, it was called Pokemon Podcast. And then I had purple version because the art said purple version. And I said, well, the show isn't called purple version. That's weird. And I don't know if I want the show to be called Pokemon Podcast. We just are a Pokemon podcast. Um, so that lasted for about three weeks until I came up with It's Super Effective, which I did Google, and no one had It's Super Effective. Somebody had Super Effective, but that was a comic. And so that's why we went with It's Super Effective as the show name. So that was why Purple Virgin doesn't exist. It was just the, that is why you've seen it before, is because it was just red version, blue version, purple version. And now you know now the you rest know. of the story. Uh, VH1's behind the podcast. <laughs> and obviously red and blue combined make purple. Yeah, that is how colors work. Yes. Derek B., I was listening to your latest podcast and you spoke of D&D Pokemon. Where will you be streaming it? Twitch? Question mark. If so, what is the Twitch ID so I can follow ahead of time? Um, we just talked about this. So the Twitch ID is twitch.com. TV slash PKMN cast. And we will be under the game Dungeons and Dragons because I guess that makes the most sense. Um, yeah. So tomorrow night, if you're listening to this, or Monday, March 7th, or Tuesdays from the future. Trinity yeah. B writes in Hey guys, your February 22nd episode was one of my favorites so far. So I'm a big fan of Mystery Dungeon series and I recently finished Super Mystery Dungeon. I remember playing. The first one a lot when I was younger, and I really enjoyed the fact that to recruit Pokemon that you had to actually go into a dungeon and climb to that floor the one is located on, find the Pokemon, fight it, and maybe get a successful recruit. I don't remember Gates to Infinity, but one thing that bummed me out was that the series in general is the way they introduced the new way of recruiting. I'm just not a fan of help this Pokemon and you'll become friends way of getting allies. Travis or anyone else wants to answer which recruiting method do you prefer? Thanks, Trinity. As much as explorers of time and darkness are by leaps and bounds my favorite entries in the Mystery Dungeon series, I prefer the newer method of recruitment simply because I don't like that it's purely random chance whether you recruit or not. It's frustrating to me and i mean that's personal preference but i would rather a guaranteed way to do it based on doing something than 
just hoping and just grinding the same Pokemon over and over again until you recruit it. Yeah, and right, it makes sense because you catch more flies with honey than you do with a fly swatter, right? Why would you recruit somebody by beating it up in a battle versus doing something nice for it? <laughs> then it says, I want to be your friend because you do nice things versus I want to be your friend because you just kicked my butt. Exactly. Fair <gasps> logical conclusion. Although I do think that Explorers of Time and Darkness are way better games overall. Interesting. Have you ever made any further progress in Super Mystery Dungeon? No, so I guess yeah. it's unfair for me to say that, but I can't. It's just... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's, it's such a slow start, and it's basically a tutorial, that slow start, and it goes on for so long. I, it's, yeah. it's tedious. Fair. Grant M. writes in, this will be our last question for the day, just because short on time here. This is not related to any question, but I would like to quickly talk about my... Pettiest of peeves about the X and Y anime. I guess this is for Will then. In the <laughs> Who's That Pokemon segment, the featured Pokemon is often something that was on screen less than three seconds ago beforehand. I understand the show is for kids, but they do, do but do they really think kids would find it challenging to remember something three seconds ago? Grant. Wait, this is not a critique of the X and Y series. This is a critique of the entire mm-hmm. Pokemon cartoon for all time. That no, is the no, way they've would... always done it. Yeah, I, would, it I would say the first anime series did a very good job. No, of... it's always a po- it's always the main featured Pokemon in that episode. Absolutely. It's like, it's like here's an episode about a Ponyta. I wonder what the who's that Pokemon's going to be. Oh, it's Ponyta? I wouldn't have guessed. The only no, no, reason I, you think that the first season or series was better is because you didn't already know all the Pokemon, and we, we just you know were them. Tiny and you were tiny, and you didn't know all the Pokemon, and you were actually surprised when it was Ponyta, even though Ponyta was the main focus of the episode. <laughs> it's I, always been like that. I would say that, especially in black and white, because I watched a, black, a lot of black and white episodes. Not as much as me. Is that they would show the Pokemon of the week right before they cut the commercial. Like, they would hone in on it. And so when Irene and I were watching it together, it was always a race of who could say that Pokemon's name first. But I will say, sometimes they show the Pokemon, but they don't actually say the Pokemon's name out loud. So that could be at least challenging for kids to see if they know what that Pokemon is without Ash or company saying, oh, look, there's a, a Blitzel. Well, I'll tell you the real thing. The real thing that you need to know and you should be aware of and slightly concerned about, the whole Who's That Pokemon segment is a form of sublim... Sub, I can't say that word. Subliminal. 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 snowman. Subliminal um, messaging. Snow. No, it's just subliminal messaging. There are secret messages that they are putting into your brain. And the way that they do it, where it's a lead up, a break, and then a release by saying, who's that Pokemon? And then revealing who the Pokemon is actually actually opens up neural pathways in your brain from like the lead up. Then they insert the message. And then at the release, they kind of ingrain the message. Um, so you're just quietly, very slowly and silently being brainwashed every time you watch a, who's that Pokemon. I mean, even when you see it, when you like see a silhouette of like a pincer and you, you, you go, well, duh, it's pincer. Like you still want 
the satisfaction of it coming back and going, it's Pinsir. And you'd be like, yeah, of course it's Pinsir. Got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might be wrong on this. My memory might be failing me, but isn't it the case that in the Japanese airings of the show, they have different little mini games than who's that Pokemon. And it's just in, well, it might be in more than one localization, but it, but it's just in either the English or other localizations of the show that it's always who's that Pokemon. I thought I remembered somewhere that they play like little different games in the Japanese version of it. I, I think you're making things up. I'm going to look it up while you do whatever you're doing. <laughs> I'm doing Pokemon of the week. Yeah, right. Sure, You can take it from me. That's fine. <laughs> so if you we have we have a back catalog of emails, well, not that many emails. We're getting through them. But anyways, if you have an email you want to ask us what our favorite who's that pokemon is what our favorite candy is swedish fish are pretty good if you want to ask us anything uh email sbj at pkmncast.com or pokemonpodcast.com hit that contact button we might not get to your email next week but we'll eventually get to it and i like doing the email stuff it's fun in the x and y series of the original japanese version the segment is modified, now called Pokemon Quiz. The segment presents the viewer with four flashcards being different silhouettes and asks them to correctly identify each Pokemon. Usually, one card is Team Rocket as a decoy choice. <laughs> what? I told you I was right. Whatever. I just want to say that I complained weeks after weeks about Red, blue, and yellow not having Pokemon bank support. And now they do. This brings us into our Pokemon of the week. (laughs) Uh, This week's Pokemon, if you're doing the Kanto Classic, might have mattered if we did this a week early. Don't kid yourself. (laughs) Hey, no, it has effects more. Effects more is, is competitive. This week's Pokemon is Parasect. The mushroom Pokemon, and it evolves from Paris at level twenty-four. The other mushroom Pokemon. The other mushroom. I usually, when making these move sets, look on Smogon to make sure that I'm not just giving accidentally the same Smogon list. And usually, what I'll do is make something that's probably similar to the recommended one, but a little different, a little more fun. So when I looked, the first sentence on Smogon's description of parasect is parasect is a bad pokemon (laughs) (laughs) the mystery of parasect is why i always think it's four times weak to ice but it's not Hmm. bug grass bug grass i keep keep thinking that bug is weak to ice for some reason you would think that that would make sense but clearly not it's four times weak to fire is it not yeah correct Which is why we don't need more types. Which is why we don't need more types. You don't even know the ones that have been in the game since Gen (laughs) 1. All right. So Spore is... So just the moveset first. Spore is sort of a necessity. Because if you're going to be running Parasect, you might as well use its best move. So let's build our Parasect around its best move, which is Spore, which is a 100% accurate move that puts the opponent to sleep. Do we we start with an ability here? Effect spore, dry skin, or damp? I like dry spore, man. Oh, I like dry skin. Nah, and I think dry. Well, 
I don't like effect spore because I was going to recommend toxic as the second move. And if you're doing effect spore, you're not going to guarantee which bad status effect you're going to apply to the <laughs> opponent. I mean, you can listen to Will, but if you do listen to Will, repl- I'm going to recommend Toxic. You would probably use another move. Since we're doing Spore, we probably want a defensive variant of Parasect. So we're going to do 252 EVs in HP and uh, defense or special defense. It's really your preference, whether you want it to be specially or physically defensive, given that both of those stats are both at 80. Um, it doesn't really matter what you go for. You're still going to get rocked by any fire move. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of which type of fire move you want to die to. <laughs> um, so in addition to Spore, um, you want some way to whittle them down, or, or you want to be able to apply some effects while they're... Nope, that doesn't work. Shoot, you can't toxic something that's asleep, which is why you don't run an effect Spore. I need to completely change the set. I can't believe I'm that silly. You can't put something you can't make something toxic when it's asleep. So you don't run effect spore because then you wouldn't be able to put them asleep with spore. So you do yes. spore um and then you do seed bomb just because it's a good stab move that does a lot of damage. Um and then you're going to want to do knock off because that's just a very good utility move. Um and then except in the Kanto classic, not that big of a deal since no one's holding items true you wouldn't do that for the kanto classic but uh, that's over now so knockoff it is right and knockoff is, is actually very very good now since it was buffed and was it gen 6 or gen 5 that was a buff that it was buffed i think it's gen 6 i think so too um and then we can do uh we can do leech seed as the last one to sort of apply a damage over a time effect instead of our toxic that we were planning on before um I like having Leech Seed on there because if you put something to sleep and the opponent tries to work around that by switching out, you can still apply an effect and still get benefit off of uh, stalling time with Synthesis. Um, dry Skin is good because it gives you another immunity. Uh, not that you would be weak to water, but it, it'll it give you some health if you switch in. Or maybe you're just immune. I can't remember exactly the details of Dry Skin. Um and you're already four times weak to fire, so making that fire weakness a little worse isn't really going to affect you too much. You get uh, HP back by getting hit with a water move. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then the nature is going to be, gosh, Impish, I think, is one that increases your defense and decreases your special attack. And I don't remember what the one is that increases your special defense and decreases your special attack but one of those two natures is what you'd want to go with and then leftovers is a very good uh, item choice impish impish is increases defense lowers special attack mm-hmm. and you want to increase defense uh... or increase special defense and decrease special oh. attack depending on which type of defensive careful variant of careful is care- increases careful special. everybody Careful, Parasect. Parasect is a bad Pokemon. <laughs> Parasect's Pokedex entry for Pokemon Stadium connects Pokemon with the real world, noting that sometimes its spores are used as medicine in China. There you go. That's China. That's funny. Does it specifically say China? Yeah, in the in the original Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, uh, Paris and Parasect are the only Pokemon in the game to take. More than four times as much damage from any type of attack under normal <laughs> battle conditions. A Parasect dry skin. or Paris with yeah. the ability to dry skin takes five times the damage from fire attacks. 
Isn't there some page on Bul- or maybe I don't know if it's a full page, but there's some at least page segment on Bulbapedia that's trying to figure out what the maximum amount of damage possible is. And it's like a Pokemon with 999 attack using Sacred Flame <laughs> on a Parasite with with one defense. Oh, man, that would be if really it's a great. critical hit. That's 30 more percent under sunny day conditions. <laughs> Paris and Parasect share the species names with Shroomish, Breloom, Fungus, and Amoongus. They're Strangely, all the... they're all the dog Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the Lucario Pokemon. They're all the Mushroom Pokemon. Uh, no other Pokemon has the same egg group combination as Parasect and its pre-evolution. What does that mean, Will? Uh, well, egg, egg groups determine what it will breed with. You can breed within an egg group without having to go through a ditto. So Parasite can only breed with Parasects and Dittos? No, Parasite... Uh, no, no, no. It, it, like, it, it belongs to two egg groups, so it can breed with anything from those two egg groups, but it is the only one that has those two as oh, possible okay. sets. Got it. So it's in the bug and grass egg groups. So oh, I see. Basically, there is no other Pokemon that is in the grass egg group that is also in the bug egg group and vice versa. Got it. Awesome. In Generation 1, poison attacks are super effective against bug-type Pokemon, making Paris and Parasect the only Pokemon to ever have three, four times weaknesses. <laughs> that has obviously been fixed, but if you're playing through red and blue right now, or yellow, on your 3DS for $9.99... Parasect probably isn't the way to go. <laughs> Parasect, probably not your choice Pokemon. As Smogon says, Parasect is a bad Pokemon. Right. There you go. And we leave you on that note. There's some Patreon spieling I could do, some iTunes spieling. Dungeons and Dragons. Did. Yeah, that's all that's all there. Uh Travis is at the Travis W. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. Thank you. Uh, this has been almost a two hour episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and listening. Much appreciated. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super, Super D Peppers. That is it. All right. D Pepper. <laughs>